Welcome to Ghost Stories with Franz and Pete. I'm your co-host, Franz. And I'm Pete. Let's talk about the internet. Welcome to Ghost Stories with Franz and Pete. Season 2, Episode 4, Privacy Recap. Um, so it's a new year. And uh, we're excited that we get to keep talking to you guys in this fashion. But uh, Franz, happy new yeah. year. Yeah, happy Again. new year. It's been a good yeah. start so far, I'd say. Uh, it's, been, it's been pretty nice. It's had some ups and downs. Yeah. But we're, uh, we're, we're definitely, we're, we're going to choose the path of optimism here over at Ghost Stories and Ghostry. Um, and also, <laughs> happy National Privacy Day. So today, January 28th, is... National Privacy Day, and it's set up to really bring forth this concept of data, personal, everything data about you online, and just have it come up to the surface and give an opportunity for companies and individuals to kind of inspire a dialogue and talk about this, and um, and hopefully some, some people and companies maybe to take action on some certain things. And so we thought um, in the spirit of the day, we'd kind of talk about what kind of stuff happened last year. We, we did already talk about this in a, in a previous episode, but we're going we're gonna to do the Cliff Notes version of, of what happened, um, maybe some things that are on tap for this year, and then you know maybe some things that we kind of hope from a personal standpoint, some things that would be great if it would happen um but we'll just kind of see where where this uh this time frame takes us um but maybe let's let's you know like the prospectors of old let's start out in california let's search <laughs> search for gold i was wondering there. where you were going with that i was like what? yeah it's it's like <laughs> it's like oregon trail that took a left turn uh, I like it. going to Cal- going to california <laughs> with an aching in my heart and a consumer privacy act yeah in my dreams <laughs> yeah, well, actually, speaking of uh, the Consumer Privacy Act, uh, the CCPA, uh, it actually went live this year uh, on January first. Uh, yeah, it was enacted uh, in 2018, but finally uh, went live, and you know, it gives you the right to know about the personal information that like a business collects about you. Um, but unfortunately, uh, it is like really stringent and strict to uh, it only adheres to uh, California residents. No, None of us uh, outside of that state really apply to that, um, but it is a step in the right direction. And actually, you've probably yeah. started seeing a lot of their notifications on websites. Um, mm-hmm. Just like when the GDPR came out uh, years ago now, um, you were getting all those annoying emails that said, hey, we updated our privacy policy. Um, or, uh, you know, um, all those annoying like little cookie messages that you get at the bottom of the page, even though they are annoying, they serve their purpose. Uh, California mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Consumer Privacy Act has a similar thing uh, at the bottom of the, the footer of a page now um, where it says, do not sell my information. And that's where a California resident can click on that link and uh, have their information be redacted uh, and um, not sold for profit, uh, which to me is a huge step in the right direction and I'm glad yeah, to see that. Yeah, it's a nice feature. It's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's something that I, I think is definitely needed and, you know, it's actually um, put a lot of the groundwork into forming, like, a lot of the uh, up, 
upcoming legislation that is uh, part of the privacy landscape, uh, and we'll get into that in just a little bit because uh, there are some some new laws that kind of came about, uh, and actually an expanded version of CCPA uh, came out uh, uh, last year, um, and that's called the CPRA, uh, mm-hmm. which basically uh, just gives you two new rights. And I'm not sure if you remember from our previous episodes, but when uh, GDPR first rolled around, it uh, gave consumers a slew of new rights. Uh, that's the right to be forgotten, the right to data portability, uh, the right to uh, erasure, and uh, things like that. So um, California is seeking to do uh, the same kind of thing, where they're expanding on the CCPA with the CPRA, or California Privacy Rights Act again. Um, and w- they've introduced two new rights for the users. Uh, and I'm always a big fan of new user rights. Uh, anything that gives me a little bit more control uh, over what it is I'm doing on the internet and how that information is being processed is, you know, uh, something I firmly believe in. And I, you know, I like uh, having as much control as I can. So I now have, if I lived in California, which I do not, I have the right to uh, limit use of sensitive uh, information. So it uh, directs a covered business uh, to limit uses of this information, uh, which is necessary to perform services or provide that uh, goods and service. So that would be like um, some, like say it's an e-commerce website, um, and they're just uh, using your information to help, you know, pitch you at least, or for me, it would be maybe a snowboarding trip. The CPRA does uh, enact a new right, uh, and like I said before, I do. Uh, enjoy having some new rights and control over my information. Uh, and it's the right to limit use of sensitive information and the right to correct information. So uh, if you ever had some misinformation on uh, your record or anything, this is now the chance for you to have that either expunged or uh, updated to be completely uh, accurate. So you know, if you wouldn't want to be uh, maybe going to a job site or an interview, uh, and, you know, say someone pulls up uh, LinkedIn or some information about you, and it's just not correct. Uh, obviously, that looks bad for your character, and, um, and it's nothing that you had uh, done maliciously. Uh, it's just something that, you know, uh, can happen to anyone in the world. Uh, you know, that's why they have uh, things like SafeLock and all these ID fraud uh, companies. But uh, the nice thing that you can do now is correct any information if there's a stakeholder there. Uh, on your, you know, about your own person. So I think, you know, that's a, a, a big step in the right direction because, you know, it didn't have any bearing before or, or weight behind it. If you wanted to update uh, any personal information on a company website, uh, you know, really just be on the onus of that uh, website to just be like, hey, you know, yeah, we'll get to it. But now that it's actually enacted in law, you know, uh, they'll have to update any personal information to be correct and accurate on you, which to me is, is huge. Um, yeah. This doesn't go into effect, though, until 2023. Um, and, uh, you know, there are, um, this is f- more for large businesses, not anything small. So like a florist wouldn't be able to, or, or you know, uh, would fall into this category, but uh, the larger businesses definitely would. Um, Sorry, florists, we'll get to yeah. you. We will. Uh, well, actually, yeah. one of my one of my good buddies. He uh, works for a florist tech company, um, so his company actually would fall underneath this if. Uh, so, like virtual flor virtual flowers. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. Uh, I'm not going to actually drop their name because no. I'm not sure. No. But uh, yeah, they uh, no. 
Um, yeah, they, they do like uh, virtual bouquets, um, but then obviously put them together and have them delivered. And <laughs> act, and uh, uh, they have um, florists who act, uh, use them as a third party as well to uh, deliver their goods and services. So nice. uh, if people are, you know, uh, looking for a florist, they're out there and uh, they, they have information about the place. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, so be careful. I think yeah. California is also trying to be the first state to have the most acronyms. <laughs> um, yeah, to govern all of their stuff and their virtual flower. Because what they have: CCPA, CPRA, uh, Kappa, and Calapa. Right? Those are all. Nah. That sounds and right. I'm, you I'm could, sure you could pretty much more? string any any number of letters together, and I'd be like, "Yep, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, yeah, that's yep, that's, yep. that's 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 it." Because <laughs> that's what makes them all sound right. But I have to say, the Shield Act is mm. the coolest name, uh, just because you know, you know the Stock Hacks and Improve Electronic Data Security Act. Yeah, Shield. Yeah, What's it's that a, it's pretty cool. It's a it's for New York State. And it uh, went into effect, uh, yeah, you know, just a little bit. Excuse me. Uh, it went into effect uh, March 21st of 2020. And basically what it does is it requires any person or business uh, owner to uh, that has uh, computerized data uh, with private information to uh, inform the resident um, that they do have this uh, information there. And the violations of the SHIELD Act uh, can be... Um, up to $5,000 per violation. So, you know, if you're a company, this is something that you definitely want on your radar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not just a user issue, it's a business issue too. Uh, so there's two uh, facets of it, but you know, I'm always coming at this as, uh, as more of a user-centric, uh, you know, uh, like point of view rather than a business one. I, I'm never mm-hmm. uh, looking to kind of, well, I shouldn't say that because I used to actually <laughs> uh, work for for that side of the the, the uh, you know world, but now um, I do really just believe in um, user rights. So sorry, that's a long rambling way of saying I care more about the user than I do about the businesses making money. Um, mm-hmm. So like the information that the Shield Act does cover are personal information, uh, which would be anything like a social securities. Uh, uh, number, your driver's license, account numbers or credit card numbers, um, uh, and any biometric information. And to me, that's a big, big uh, point to hit is the biometric info. Um, I really don't like giving away any. Well, that's kind of my thing. I don't like to give away anything for free, Uh, (laughs) and uh, especially my data. And my biometric data is even more sensitive, uh, at least uh, to me. I don't want anyone to have any ownership of anything that really is physically mocked. can't clone you you no. don't want to be cloned <laughs> um, but that's, that's why I won't use like step. a fingerprint scanner I won't use mm. uh, any facial recognition apps and actually speaking of that too that's uh, one thing I'm I, I have loved about uh, 2020 is the introduction of the face mask it has been awesome <laughs> it's it what, what you've been training for your whole life oh it's it? been great <laughs> It's like, you know, you one, you're already, when you're walking in the world, you go in incognito mode, like, instantly. Uh, you p- put on some sunglasses and a mask, and you're, you're good to go. Uh, like, even two days ago, I've been spending some time up upstate uh, to get away from the pandemic, and then I realized how small my hometown actually was, because I saw, like, five people from my high school 
at the gas station uh, when I was like filling up. So I was just like, you know what? This where gas they mask, are. like th- they didn't recognize me, luckily, because um, mm-hmm. I, you know, had the mask and everything on. Uh, but uh, they did not have their masks on, so I was able to recognize them. Um, another thing that the Shield Act it, uh, covers is your username um, and email addresses in combination, which to me is pretty powerful too, uh, because as a gamer, I have quite a few different usernames. Mm-hmm. Um, We've talked and about this, I, yes. I do, I do like to, uh, I hold them dear. Like, I like my gaming tag uh, and my alias, uh, um, and it just is something that I try to get on every single uh, platform that I can as soon as it's, uh, you know, announced that a game or something that I'm interested in will be coming out. Um, so this would hold, you know, say if like Steam or any uh, one of these gaming agencies were in New York State accountable for uh, making sure that uh, my private information is, is shielded under the Shield Act. Um, and that's nice. uh, pretty cool. That's just an extra layer of reassurance. But yeah, there's been um, you know a lot going on in the the privacy landscape. But unfortunately, you know, just like anything else in 2020, it was dominated by COVID-19. And what we did learn from COVID-19 is that we need to start addressing uh, privacy issues, uh, especially in in terms of like geolocation and things like that, uh, a lot more either quickly or in a different manner. Um, and uh, that actually happened, at least uh, in New York City, uh, where I live. Uh, we have a contact tracing app for COVID-19. I'm not sure. Did you have one, Pete, uh, down? I don't think so. Um, hmm. I remember there was a there was a setting that um, was not activated during my at my current location. So I have a feeling it, it didn't it didn't make its way down here. Hmm. Um, yeah, the only contact tracing uh, was it was within the schools, and I don't know how actually they were doing a lot of that. I mean, it's got to be just by um, attendance level, but there was no electronic actual like device contact tracing. Hmm. Gotcha. It's hard yeah. to know. The, uh, the app that I used um, was from uh, the New York uh, Department of Health. Um, and rather than using your geolocation or anything like that to track where you are, potential, uh, you know, other um, COVID uh patients might be, uh, they used your um, Bluetooth signal. So if somebody had mm-hmm. been already uh, diagnosed with, with COVID and you uh, happened to cross paths with them and you were both using your Bluetooth signal and had the app open, so there's a lot of you know, uh, contingencies, um, but then my Bluetooth device would uh, get a little bump notification, say, hey, you've just been near somebody who has, was uh, diagnosed with, with COVID-19. You might want to quarantine Run. or go see a doctor or <laughs> something like that. Luckily, I never or got turn, the or turn off your Bluetooth. <laughs> 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 well, actually, the, the, so I use Bluetooth for a lot of things. I use it for my keyboard, my headphones, right. my cell phone, blah blah blah. Um, um, but it does have this nice notification on it that you know, uh, since I toggle it on and off so much, uh, sometimes we could turn it back on. But uh, it did give you a friendly little nudge saying, "Hey, like you know." If you want to make use of this app, please uh, enable your Bluetooth, uh, you know, settings now. So mm-hmm. they, they kind of covered their base there, but it was really interesting to see how quickly privacy uh, can be at the forefront of a conversation when um, 
a, a need arises. So I think COVID did a great, oh, like, that's a terrible way of starting a sentence, but it, it did a <laughs> yeah. great way. Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> shined it, uh, a light on. Yeah, yeah there we go. <laughs> it yeah. shined a light on, uh, you know, that, that privacy does matter and that we can address it quickly and, uh, you know, efficiently if, if companies or individuals are really looking to do so. So I think mm. that's something that's, you know, really powerful being in the position that the two of us are in working for such a great company and believing in, you know, uh, you know, privacy and data privacy specifically as a, as like a human right. It's really nice to see that the conversation kind of started shifting, uh, not just because of COVID, but it made everything that we've been living and breathing a little bit more grounded in reality. Uh, and it brought it to the forefront of the conversation to where even my parents and, uh, you know, their friends now will talk to me about uh, privacy apps or, um, you know, even just uh, the one I was just mentioning to you now with the uh, Bluetooth and the, the uh, COVID tracking. So, it you know, it's nice to see that the conversation is being brought up and it's talked about in uh, many different facets. Uh, it's not maybe in the way that we traditionally spoke about it now, uh, where it was really us talking about how cookies can be leveraged to, you know, uh, retarget you for a, a shoe ad or what have you. It's gone much further than that. Our privacy is at risk every single time we engage on the internet um, and people are becoming aware of that. And, you know, with things like COVID that came out uh, and really affected the way we had to uh, interact with the world on a day-to-day basis, uh, shows you that, you know, humans do value their privacy. uh, And Gen Z is, I think, only going to take that torch and run with it even more. I think, uh, you know, I think it's going to probably take another 10 years or so before this becomes a big, uh, you know, like staple where we'll have much more privacy by design um, and uh, like much more private focused tools, because I think that's something uh, that both millennials and Gen Z really uh, value. And I I'm hoping to see with the with the privacy maybe either the downfall of social media, Mm -hmm. which would be great for me. I just don't like social. (laughs) Um, But at the same time, I I do see its value. Um, You know, uh, we were able to see our, uh, you know, new president's tweets right away, um, which is great for communicating to, like, you know, your whole nation if you need to uh, at a moment. Um, But at the same time, you know, or if, if it doesn't go away by the wayside, just maybe a less like nefarious face for it. Like, you know, mm. Facebook's been under fire this year, as has Google uh, for all of their privacy uh, violations. And uh, it's been nice to see the uh, Department of Justice kind of going after them for a bit. So I hope yeah. we see some really nice stuff coming out of it. It's a nice segue into the whole concept of Data Privacy Day. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to the National Cybersecurity Alliance, um, their website, staysafeonline.org. Um, there's a lot of really good information there, and it's nothing that we haven't been talking about like crazy. <clears throat> Taking an opportunity for the new year to really clean up um, just your digital self, your, your digital footprint, all those cool little words that we like to say all the time. But there's a great, um, there's a great page on their site. Uh, I'm going to, we'll drop the link in the, in the, um, 
in the show notes. It's just too long to say and will be stupid. Although at this point <laughs> I could have already been done saying it. Um, but it's it's not only the fact that you trying to manage your privacy settings and update everything, but they actually say, do you want to go change it? But you don't know where they are. There's direct links to all of that, that information is under manager privacy settings. And they have it broken out by e-commerce, mail and voice communication, health apps, food delivery services, mobile location services, and the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, I have this page bookmarked, um, and it just goes directly to those sites. I mean, your e-commerce, you have Amazon, eBay, Groupon, Bitcoin, Venmo, PayPal, Zelle, a whole bunch of stuff, just for example. But super, super helpful. Um, and just goes yeah. to show you that there are a lot of... Um, there's a lot of organizations out there. The EFF does a great job. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of organizations out there that are all trying to make this stuff easier because it, a lot of it is fairly difficult. Um, a lot of it is is nestled way deep down in the applications. Their their privacy um, notices are all jumbled, and you have to have a PhD to understand half of it sometimes. <laughs> which is why we just hit next so many times just so we can get to the actual app itself. But there's a lot of important information in there, but um, they're doing a great job. Uh, so keep up the good fight, everybody. But that's just a super great page to yeah. to save because um, everything is there in one spot. And it is sometimes difficult. I was on the phone the other day with a certain um, package carrier let's just say, and I could not find something and it drove me nuts and Mm. to the point that I actually had to call them and then took like 20 minutes to actually talk to somebody because they're like, what's your account number? I don't have an account number. Sorry, we can't move forward without an account number. Well, I already paid you, so (laughs) it was driving me batty. I was going crazy. I was about to throw my own phone through my own window. Um, And then when I got on the phone with somebody, he was just like, oh, yeah, just click here. I was like, well, why don't you why isn't that easier? I mean, I'm a fairly smart guy. I kind of know how to navigate internets and stuff. And it took me I couldn't I would never have found that stuff. So long and short, good page to have. And this is also, again, a good time to take stock of everything you got going on. Make sure you're safe and secure. Update your passwords. I mean, Some people even to the point that even claim that their debit card got stolen so they could get a new card so they can (laughs) update their number. Uh, I had one person say that it's a little bit, um, a little bit aggressive, but you know, it's all fair and love and keeping your stuff safe. So, um, (laughs) just a good time, good time to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. on the ghostry blog, we just did a thing about, uh, good internet hygiene. Uh, we'll drop that, that link in the blog, um, in the show notes. Um, Good stuff there. Next month, we're going to be talking about a lot of the dating apps and just kind of, uh, you know, putting yourself out there online, some do's and don'ts that we see from a security standpoint, not to mention just from a creep factor, (laughs) you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, just we're just going to keep chatting. Um, But this was this was going to be a little quick episode. We wanted to just kind of get back out there and say hello. Um, things have been pretty busy for us at Ghostry headquarters. Yes, we got have. a lot of, a lot of cool stuff that's about to come out. And so we're, we're kind of nose to the grindstone and it's our, it's our new year kickoff week. So we all virtually this time getting together and kind of just mm-hmm. talking about, um, what we are, what we're all working on. And so we're, we're video chatting like crazy. 
Um, yeah. So it's been so it's been busy. So, but we're we're excited to be back on the airwaves again. Thank you for all the support last year. It really proved that um, that some of you don't mind listening to me and Franz babble. Um, yeah, thank you for this internet stuff. And uh, please send us some more um, topic ideas. Uh, mm-hmm. um, share some of this stuff online. I'd love to send you out some swag. Uh, you can yeah. always reach us at Pete at Ghostry and Franz at Ghostry. Um, or some other way. I don't know. Figure out. A yeah, way. we have a twi- We have a Twitter handle, don't we? We Did do. We, we do have a Twitter what? handle uh, and uh, Instagram as well. So if you guys want to oh, hit right. us up, you know, you guys find us on the social media that I I love so much. Yeah, he loves it so much that he didn't remember what the handles were. Is it? Is it <laughs> well, it's Ghostry Graham. Do we have a We have a Ghost Stories one. Uh, we do. We do have a Ghost oh. Stories one. It's probably Ghost Stories at, at Instagram or at Ghost Stories. Uh, I can tell. I can tell you in uh, just a moment. I'll take this opportunity while Franz is using the internet to search for his things. um, That we do remember, we talked about that ghostry browser that we were releasing. We've come up with names, so it is Ghostry Dawn. It's a new dawn for Ghostry. So the browser itself, its name is Ghostry Dawn. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's going to be a new Twitter handle. just for the browser itself, which is at Ghostry Dawn. And um, it's got a new logo. It looks cool. And that's me killing time until Franz looks like he's got those words. Yeah. It's just ghost stories uh, underscore podcast. So yeah. that's, uh, that's uh, our Instagram. That oh, Instagram. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm excited for our new products. And, um, you know, thank you uh, again for everyone who's been tuning in. Uh, I was taking a look through. Um, the Cybersecurity Alliance page that Pete had mentioned, and half of my life, my online life, is on here. Uh, so I'll <laughs> definitely be, yeah, I'll definitely be scrolling through this and, uh, you know, clearing out any and all information uh, later today <laughs> that anyone's got on me. So I'm actually really excited to use this. So thanks for sharing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, happy National Cybersecurity Privacy Data, all those words. I think it's just. Happy, what's, what's, what's a good way to say this? Because it's, I mean, it's Data Privacy Day, but it's really, mm-hmm. you know, let's keep our, keep our acts together day. That's what it really is. But, yeah, you know, like happy Data Privacy Day. Double check your stuff. Make sure everything's locked and secure. And um, we'll, we'll, all be, we'll all be good. But a new year, new ghost stories, new, new topics. And uh, with that, we will sign off. And uh, Franz, thanks for all the um, all the acronym information oh, and, no all the, problem. Yeah. and all the and all the research and everything. The good the good page there and uh, yeah. all the, the least all I the, could do the smooth talking <laughs> and uh, good information. You know, so once I get past my stuttering, they get into the nice smooth Pete voice and and, and guidance throughout the rest of the podcast. So, um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that mic sounds so good. <laughs> We all got new mics this year, so we're mm, it's yeah. going to be good stuff. So we're up in our game. We are. Don't worry. So yeah. anyway, enjoy the rest of whatever day or week this is. Oh, wait, we already know it is. It's Thursday, January 28th. So have a good weekend, and we'll talk to you in a couple weeks. Bronze, take it easy. You too, Pete.